final step Gonna sing this song to my final breath Let the weight of this world go Gonna be no tears, gonna be no pain When I see that smile on my Savior's face Gentlemen, how many of you have pictured yourself running home? I saw somebody in the in the chat say, I pictured myself running to Jesus many times, giving him a hug, wrapping my arms around him. How many of you felt the same way? How many of you have pictured yourself running to Jesus in some way, shape, or form saying, thank you. It's about time. Thank you so much. Oh, I've been waiting. I'm running home. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of my, even myself, I've had times where I'm like scared to die or scared of the end of the world. But really, what am I even, what are we doing? That's the devil trying to instill some lies and some fear and some anxiety into your life. We already know the end. It's like watching a movie that you already know at the end, the, the, the protagonist or the main character is saved. They're not going to die. We already know the end. We should be welcoming it. We should be longing for it. But while we're welcoming it, while we're longing for it, we should be working to further it. Amen? All right, folks, today, woo, episode number 139 already. Do you guys realize that we've had 139 episodes and we have only played 137 different songs? We played two songs twice in that 139 episodes. Two songs we played twice. Every other song has been the only time we've played it. So I know a lot of people are like, you should put together an entire list, like a soundtrack of all the songs you've played on Rise Up. First of all, that would be amazing. Second of all, that would take forever. But uh, it, it, it is nice, isn't it? To have that music start out the day. And today I titled the show, Why Do You Walk With Jesus? Why? What reason do you have? Well, I'm going to give you many reasons why we walk with Jesus. Today on Rise Up, episode number 139, I'm going to ask you all, because I don't know if it's the, it's really weird, isn't it, Eli, that like you'll see like say a thousand people watching, right? But it's only recording like a hundred likes or 200 likes. And I always wonder, are a thousand people really not just reaching down and clicking that like button? I always wonder that. Is that really the case? 
Do we really have that many people that just say, I hear it every day, but I'm not going to do it? If you're one of those people today, change that. Change it today. You want to see live from America TV become a household name? Change the fact that you're not liking the videos. El Dooley, we did play Graves in the Gardens. It was one of the very first songs we played. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. You turn graves into gardens. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I love it. Great song. So we're going to be talking about that today. Why we follow Jesus. The reasons why. The way, the truth, and the life. And I hope you guys can... um, I hope you guys can jump in the chat thread because I, l- I love to see what you guys are saying. I am constantly moder- monitoring the chat all day, every time I do, do a show. Jeremy, play Crushing Snakes by Crowder. So appropriate for the times. That's one song I have never played. That's a good idea. Crushing Snakes. Jeremy, I've been praying for imaginary person. Not sure what that means. But Jesus sure is an imaginary, and we're going to get into that today. So why don't we get into the prayer, our prayer of the day right now. We're 10 minutes past the hour. While you guys are sharing and liking, if you're wearing a hat, please remove one. Move your hat. Let's, uh, let's have some courtesy and some respect for the one we're praying for. All right? Here we go. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, Father in heaven, creator of all things, The great I am who shows us mercy and gives us blessings when we truly don't deserve it. Thank you so very much. And Lord, thank you for giving us heavenly wisdom and truth to be able to back up Old Testament and New Testament verses, Old Testament and New Testament scripture. Thank you for giving us more information about the life of Jesus of Nazareth than any other historical figure ever created. And it's all in the B-I-B-L-E and the books that did not even make it into the Bible. We thank you for giving us truth. We thank you for giving us an account of Jesus' life so that we can back up everything he says with a surety. Lord, we pray for those who are on the fence. We pray for those who are rejecting the word and the truth of Jesus Christ. That you use the wonders and the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts. Because we would much rather have an evil or a rebellious person saved than we would to watch them die. Lord, we pray for our LFA TV family, our LFA TV extended family, and their friends and co-workers. And we pray for the health and restoration of all the children of God who believe and pray to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Leave our children alone, Satan. Somebody said, I agree. And I'm pretty sure that we have a uh, not today Satan soundbite now. And it's right there. Well, I say, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Oh, so Jeremy, how you forget imaginary person. He was here on Friday's show. That's imaginary person. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, hopefully he'll be back today or she. 
or they, or them, whatever they call themselves. Hopefully they will be back today to get more truth and more wisdom. God's children are not for sale. Amen. I hear a, I hear a lot of people talking about that new movie with Jim Caviezel. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, him and Mar- uh, Mel Gibson are working together on this, as well as working together on the next Passion of Christ movie, The Resurrection of the Christ. They're going to change the world, him and Mel Gibson, for the better. And we need them now more than ever. Amen? I've not seen The Sound of Freedom yet, uh, but I wore this shirt today because so many people are talking about it. And I think, um, you know, the number one thing that God gives us is freedom. So we need to always, always shed a light on anybody who's fighting for that freedom. So many people have said, if you're going to go see it, bring your tissues. Bring your tissues. Miranda says, God is on the move. You know what I have to say about that, Miranda? Hallelujah. God is on the move, on the move. Hallelujah. God is on the move. Hey, get this. Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel already made, had made more pre-ticket sales than the big blockbuster movies that came out in the same week. Had over $10 million of pre-ticket sales. It's incredible. Teffy says, I saw the movie last night. It was great waiting for my God's children are not for sale shirt to arrive. Yes, Revival is coming too. Oh, the Revival's already here. But I understand what you mean. uh, LFA TV does more on the daily for exposing... Sex traffic. Well, thank you. We, we work hard on that. We work hard. I ordered the Freedom T-shirt. Should be here soon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. JeremyHerald.com. LFATV.us. Freedom. It's made in the USA. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's, um, let's go to one-minute prayer for dads. And then after we do one minute prayer for dads, we're going to get into the verse of the day. And then I'm going to show you a video. And then we're going to get into the God moments for men. Okay. Now, a lot of people says, Jeremy, why is your show geared more towards fathers and men than it is towards your largest portion of your audience, which is women? Well, it's because men have been forgotten. And the, and the role of a man that God had intended has been diminished and destroyed. And we need strong men now more than ever. Of course, we need strong women too. But we really need our men to stand up. We really need our pastors of our churches and our religious leaders, our faith-based leaders to stand up and stop being fearful and afraid. We need strong men. Very strong men. We need kingdom wisdom. That's what we need. So please open up your pages to 84 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. And we're going to go to Colossians 3.2. Set your minds on things that are above in the heavens and not things that are here on earth. Now I have to admit, if you just take The time that we spend a day being moms, dads, employees, employers, working, doing live from America, whatever it is, if you add up the collective time in a day 
that you spend with your mind on things above compared to your th- your mind on things below, I would guarantee you that even the best of us Christians collectively have our minds far more on things here on earth than we do on God above. And I would say that most of that is just because we're human and we live in this world and we have to navigate the hard journeys of this life. I get that. I get that. But we need to do better. A dad with a heavenly mindset will be more effective here on earth. Why? Because he has his priorities in order. So while you probably could not possibly, unless you were a priest serving in solitude and silence in the church, you probably could not set your mind on things above more than things here on earth if you are a human being in the flesh. But what you can do is you can involve Jesus, the Father, God, and the Holy Spirit. You can involve them more in your daily activities and your daily decision-making than you do. You can ask God and pray for God before you go to work, before you start your machine, before you click live. You can ask and pray for God's guidance during your work, during this live session. You can thank God when your workday is done or when you've achieved something or accomplished something. You can bring him into everything that you're doing so that you can at least make it equal with the priority of making sure that you are focused on God first, then your job, not your job or your daily duties first, then God. And I think most of us are the latter. When you know What really matters, what really comes first, not last, all the rest falls into place. Stay focused on things above and on doing God's will and success will be yours. Now I have to tell you before I read the rest of this. And I just told my wife this yesterday. No, excuse me. I told it to her on Monday when I got home from work. Because all of you know that I had a very hard time. For about 30 days, I was angry. I was mad. I was screaming at the world. Somebody said Julie Green also said this this morning. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. God bless you guys for being over there watching her show in the morning as well. I said to my wife, you know what I realized, honey? And and it's something that I've I've already known. It's not going to be anything new to you. But you have to realize that every time you fall off that narrow path, and that is this. If I leave God out of everything, if I leave God out of 50% of the things that are going on in my life, If I put me first, if I put my anger first, if I put the desires of my flesh to be upset and in disarray first, if I don't keep God in everything that I do, my life falls apart fast. 
my life falls apart so very fast that if I continued with it, I would be at the lowest point of my life again, and I've been there many times. I would be at rock bottom in six months' time. I'm not lying. If I do not keep God in my life, if I miss church for a month, if I don't pray in the mornings, if I don't do rise up, even doing rise up, if I don't do the other things, I don't have God in my life and my life crumbles. And if I did it for six months, I would be at rock bottom. I wouldn't even have a network anymore, let alone, I wouldn't even have a show anymore, let alone a network. That is how fast Satan destroys you, and especially fathers. Ooh, fathers, godly fathers, have a target on their back bigger than anybody on planet Earth. Lord, some days it is hard not to be concerned with the things here on Earth. After all, we're just human, and we're in the flesh Yet you call me as a man and as a dad to do something greater, something higher. You call me to be part of your kingdom even while I live out this earthly life. As I seek your kingdom first, I'll find the things of earth strangely dim as the old hymns put it. I'll also find, as is revealed in Matthew 6.33, that if I seek first your kingdom, all my earthly needs, food, drink, clothing, all of it will be added to me. And it does. I can promise you, it does. Father, your kingdom has first place in my life. Your kingdom informs the way that I parent my kids. Thank you for the kingdom, wisdom, that we dads receive. Now, I want to tell you something, folks. You guys know. I would bet that you guys know before I even know when I'm off the beaten path. Well, I mean, I, excuse me, the not so beaten path. When I'm off that narrow path following Jesus, you guys probably know when I fall off of it before I even do. Actually, that's not even an assumption. That's a fact. You do. I have seen. Thousands of messages from you guys for weeks when I am off the beaten path saying, Jeremy, what's wrong? Something is wrong with you. I can't watch you this week, brother. You are off the hinges. And then I come on and I go, where's everybody? Where's the audience? Why are they not here? They're not here because of you, Jeremy. That's why. And it takes me a long time to realize that sometimes. I know that you guys also know when I come back on that beaten path or I'm in that that narrow path, don't you? You guys see it almost immediately. I don't have to sit here and tell you about the difference having God first in your life makes compared to having God last in your life. Bad Moon says you are hard-headed for sure, like a rock, my friend. Like a rock. But I come back, though, don't I? Every time. And every time you, myself, my family, Eli, my wife, my kids, 
everybody knows a difference in me almost immediately. What's the difference? God. That's it. So how am I to tell you, or how would I sit here and say, I don't know if God is real or not. I, I, you can see by my actions. Something I've learned on this journey with Jesus here on Rise Up every morning. I always come back. And I always, every time I come back, it's a longer length of time in between me being on the right path and falling off again. So it's longer. That's good. That means that I am growing spiritually. And so are all of you. We do this together every day. There are two days a week where we don't do this together. And I often wonder how you guys are doing on those two days, Saturdays and Sundays. I often wonder. I really do. I wonder if you guys are having experiences that I'm having. I wonder if you guys are, you know, staying true to God during the weekend as I am or as I maybe I'm not. That, Jeremy, right there is why we are here. We are all on this journey with Jesus. FLR Girl says, today is my 67th birthday. Well, since I don't know your real name, I'm just going to say, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, FLR Girl. Happy birthday to you. And prayers for Shivi as well. Praying for your brother, your brother Lou. Majorva says, when I start to struggle with all that is going on in the world, and when I start to panic, I turn to God and he calms me down. I put my faith in God. He guides me daily. GR Messick, Jeremy, you are a man of integrity. We love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Well, if we don't have integrity, then what do we have? We have nothing. Integrity comes from morals. Morals come from God. A godly compass equals integrity. If we have no integrity, we don't have God, which means we truly have nothing. Something that I push on my children all the time. Integrity, integrity, integrity. If you're watching on your computer or your phone, please do me a favor and refresh the video right now. We are 26 minutes past the hour. I'm showing 315 rumbles. We have, eight, uh, we have 1,200 people watching. So that means we only have 25% of the people watching who have pressed the thumbs up. If you are watching this video and you have not pressed the thumbs up, please do that. Please do that. Jeremy, you have righteous anger. I do, but sometimes I make it unrighteous by my actions. Amen. Please share the video, folks, as we get into now the verse of the day, which again I titled, Why Do You Follow Jesus? Why? For what reason? Why do we walk with him? Well, I'm going to show you. And hopefully, hopefully this will help you, at least in some of your conversations and dialogue. Jeremy, one of your greatest gifts is you are not a respecter of persons. That's 
I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but thank you. Sue just got here. Thank you, Sue. Okay. Second Timothy 3, 1. Oh, wait, it's not Second Timothy. My bad. I screwed up. I did not put the actual verse in the newsletter. The verse is the old verse. The verse actually comes from John 14, 1 through 6. My fault. I screwed that up on the newsletter. A lot of people are going to be going to the newsletter and they're going to be, wait a minute, that's not the verse. That's not the verse. The verse is actually John 14, 1 through 6. My fault again. Now let's go back to it. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him very famously, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. First off, how do we know that the man named Jesus of Nazareth ever existed? This is for your benefit. This is for your benefit for when you are in a dialogue, an argument, or a conversation with somebody who is so ignorant to what Jesus did and who he is. And that's not a, I'm not criticizing them. I'm just stating a fact. If you are talking to somebody who is so ignorant and all of Jesus did who he, what he taught and who he was, you're going to want to know the rest of this right now. You ready? First of all, we have to explain that Jesus the man existed before we can explain to people that Jesus was also the son of God. And since they will not open the Bible because they're too afraid to do so, but yet they have infinite questions about it, you must be able to give them stuff from a 5,000-foot overview in a very quick period of time that will at least get them thinking that they are not correct because their questions are actually not questions. They're statements trying to prove what they want to believe, which is that Jesus is not real. So how do we know that the man named Jesus of Nazareth ever existed? Well, the Bible is amazing for so many reasons. But one thing people need to understand about the Bible is that even though it is a religious and or faith-based text and our way of life, it is also a historical piece of writing, a very, very profound historical piece of writing. It can be trusted. Now, we're just speaking text, books, and men. 
It can be trusted more than any other historical document or doctrine that ever existed because of the number of eyewitnesses that, while personal stories vary in what they say that they saw happen, the core message of the stuff witnessed remains verifiable. More eyewitnesses to what Jesus, the man of Nazareth, was able to do, teach, and accomplish than any other historical writing about any other prominent figure that ever walked the earth, and that includes Caesar of Rome. Take that into an account. Oh, but there's so much more. Another reason, just one other, just one of thousands I could have put in this verse. Another reason to believe that the history of the Bible is real is because of the famous writers and record keepers that were not Christians and what they wrote about Jesus. Let me rephrase, let me re, re, uh, repeat that. Not Christians. Like Roman historian Tactic, Tacitus who wrote about Christus who suffered extreme penalty in the reign of Tiberius at the hands of Pontius Pilatus. That is a direct reference to Jesus' crucifixion. So that is how you know the man existed, just by eyewitness testimony alone and people who were not Christian. Moving on. How about Jewish historian Josephus? In his Antiquities of the Jews in 93 AD, he mentions Jesus and his crucifixion. There are thousands of other not-so-well-known people that wrote about Jesus and the stories they heard or things they saw of that time as well. But let's not forget about the impact of Jesus the impact of Jesus and Christ and Christianity. What started out as a small group of believers has become the most popular faith in the world and is recognized as the most followed religion ever in terms of numbers of people. The whole world, if asked what year it is, will tell you that it's 2023. Since what? Why is it 2023? So if you're talking to somebody specifically about earthly Jesus of Nazareth and whether or not he existed and whether or not he was crucified, the fact that it's 2023 should tell you the answer to that. But if you need more, you can go back in history and get actual true historical facts and writings of people who were eyewitnesses more than any other person on planet Earth. And the impact alone, the world would not adopt something like the year in which we all believe it is unless something were true. Amen? But we haven't even touched on 
the spiritual part yet. We've just been talking about the fleshly Jesus of Nazareth. And we've already proved his existence in just that little bit of time. Piglet, 1964, said, just made Rise Up for the very first time. Awesome. Last but not least, there is your personal relationship with Jesus. You know what it's like to be in a relationship with someone, right? I would assume you do. You don't have any other imaginary friends, do you? You have a true relationship with a spirit, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. It touches your heart in a way that you never thought was possible and is not possible without him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Nobody goes to the Father unless they come through him. It was true at the beginning of the times. It was true during the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It remains true today. And it will be true forever and ever and ever and ever in heaven. Amen. There are a million other things that I could mention that prove not only that Jesus is the son of God, but also the son of man was a person that absolutely existed. And if that's all true, then why isn't the rest of the Bible true? So I have learned all this and studied this and relied on the Holy Spirit since 2016 to bring me to these kind of revelations and this kind of knowledge. And I've done it for one reason and one reason only. To spread the gospel and be effective and truthful doing it. That's it. I didn't do it for my own good. I didn't do it for my own well-being. I literally did it so that I could do what Jesus commanded us to do. Spread the gospel to all corners of the world. Well, how am I supposed to spread something that's fake or that's only half true? I can't. Not, not with integrity. Not justifiably. Andy, you just said something very profound. Jesus and, and God requires no proof. They don't, but they do to unbelievers, and we have to be able to be strong enough in our knowledge to help them understand, not just say, well, Christianity is true, and if you don't like it, you're going to hell. Too bad. Peace. Doesn't work that way. Look at the way Ray Comfort does it. Ray Comfort does it with knowledge. And there's nothing on this planet that could make me believe anything otherwise, not only because of the historical truth, facts, eyewitness testimony, and stuff that happened, but because of the last thing that I said, my relationship with Jesus. Nobody in the world can tell me that's not real. Nobody. 
It's more real than anything that you can touch, see, smell, taste, or hear. That's power. That's power. Now, while putting this together for you today, I came across a video God directed me to at the perfect time. And that was how Jesus spoke. You know, he spoke in parables and metaphors and analogies. And he did that for a very specific reason. He even said why he did it. He said he did it so that only his children, only his sheep, only real people of God would understand it. The others would not understand it. It would be like kind of speaking in tongues almost. Make sure to share and like the video. You're going to love this. I'm going to put this up on a side-by-side for everyone. Deep, deep revelation here from this man. Check it out. He's not looking for wise people. He's looking for people that trusted him hard and enough. A good example, Jesus was in the house. He was speaking to everybody. He goes, there was a bunch of disciples there, including the 12, including the 12. He goes, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you will have no part in me, right? Every single one but the 12, that's a harsh one. Because they couldn't understand. They couldn't wrap their mind around what he was talking about. It it, it, it was it was an offending word. So, so Jesus, ooh, here we go. Jesus released the word, and he, and he knew nobody was going to understand. He knew that. He knows everything. He goes, I'm going to release the word to offend their minds, to reveal their hearts. To reveal, I'm going to offend their mind to reveal their hearts. And if they stay, their heart trusts in me wholeheartedly. The reason why their heart trusts in me wholeheartedly is because I knew that they let go of their human understanding because nobody understood what I just said right now. So by them staying here with their actions, their actions spoke that they were trusting me wholeheartedly and the 12th stayed. And the 12th stayed, which is why they were chosen. Oh man! I don't even know if you got that, homie. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole walk. If you don't let go of your human understanding, you still think you know what's best for you. Go ahead and keep doing that and and see how far that gets us all. It doesn't work out for nobody. He's not looking for wise people. He's looking for people that trust him. He's not looking for wise people. He's looking for people that trust in him wholeheartedly. Only the 12 stayed, and that's why the 12 were chosen. He offended their minds to reveal their hearts. Let me say that again one more time. He offended their minds to reveal their hearts. They didn't have to understand what he said completely and wholeheartedly. They just had to faith, have faith in him that he was telling the truth. And by doing that, they understood. By doing that, they understood. And by understanding, they were chosen. Offended their minds to reveal their hearts. Now, I want to bring this man back up on the screen for a minute. Look at this man. Look at this man. Let's bring this bigger. Let's bring this bigger. Look at this man. Neck tattoos, chest tattoos, sleeves all up and down his arms, multiple earrings. Would you trust this man? Would you hire this man at first sight? Probably not. We would judge this man. More than likely by his looks. More than likely. 
Maybe not. But I know a lot that would. And he's out there spitting truth. Offend their minds to reveal their hearts. Andy said the 12 all questioned Jesus. Yes, they did. They did. But that doesn't mean they didn't have faith in him either because they took what he said and believed it. They're supposed to question him. You're supposed to have those questions. Jesus loved the fact that they questioned him. It meant that they were involved. It meant that they were committed. They had to learn. Offend their minds to reveal their hearts. That's deep. Amen, God chick. That's deep. Offend their minds to reveal their hearts. I think we could do that every day, all day, right here. I think we could do that in our own lives, in our own surroundings, at our jobs, workplaces, homes, family gatherings. Offend their minds, reveal their hearts. This man's out there spitting the gospel in ways that most people in church never dreamed of. People that have zero tattoos, work hard, got great jobs, great careers, respected in the community, and they don't know squat. Grammy Love says, Jeremy, you taught me how to be humble. You're the most humble down-to-earth man I've ever met. I have so much wisdom. I learn something new every time I see you speak. Thanks for loving you. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Consilvertive says, Silver says, some people have been through hell and come out showing how God changed their lives. That's what this man did. Amen. Amen. Powerful video right there. Strong, strong video. All right, let's get into God moments for men. Man, there's two here that I can't decide from. Both of them are relevant to what we're talking about. Both of them are powerful. So why don't we just read both? I can't choose. You know, there's an old Yiddish proverb that says, a half-truth is a whole lie. A half-truth is a whole lie. So I want to read from being truthful. And since we're talking about why we walk with Jesus because he's the truth and the life, I think it's relevant that we read from this. Because remember, a half-truth is a whole lie. Proverbs 12, 19 teaches us, truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. We want to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in court. But truthfully speaking, we live in a world where, the tell, where to tell the truth doesn't always seem to be everyone's goal. Instead, we seem to prefer stretching the truth to where sometimes it takes on a totally new shape where the original is barely recognized. Well, if the truth will set you free, then why do we have a hard time telling it? Doesn't everybody want to be free? Freedom. 
The truth can be difficult, a difficult task to accomplish, especially if doing so, doing so comes with consequences that aren't very appealing. It's so much easier to not quite give the whole story or fabricate a new one. And we certainly don't want to use the word lie, right? It has such an ugly connotation to it. But if we see it for what it really is, then maybe we wouldn't do it so often. And here's the second one that I could not choose between the two. So we just read from being truthful. Now let's read from growing. Because once you are accept the truth, the way, and the life, the way, the truth, the life, as Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, well then, the only thing that you must do from there is grow. So let's read from Philippians 4.9 that says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. We all want to grab the gold ring, but few want to do what it takes to be able to do so. Anything that's worth achieving usually takes a little extra effort. In order to win the game, you've got to practice until you reach your potential. You don't just walk onto the field and win because you really want to win. Attitude's important, but it's not everything. Christianity's like that too. We all want to be mature in our Christian life, but you just can't want it. You have to work at it every day because every day that you're striving to be better is your daily practice. That length of time in which I fall off that short path being extended every time, that's growing. You have to work hard to reach the goal of becoming a mature Christian. You have to be willing to make the sacrifices like you do in sports. Give up things so you're totally focused on your goal. Even as a Christian, sometimes you have to take one for the team. Because the good of the majority outweighs the good of the one or a few. And Paul Bryant wrote, It's not the will to win, but the will to prepare to win that makes the difference. Can't just want it. You can't just want it. Now, I've seen a lot of talking here about tattoos and about how tattoos aren't bad. I'm not saying they are. I have plenty of tattoos on my own. Got one there, got one there, got one there, got some there, got on my back, got them everywhere. I said the way society looks at people like that, they probably wouldn't give them a second look or a second thought, which is a shame. Which is a shame. Because God looks for the most unlikely people to achieve the most godly and miraculous things. Now, I will never get another tattoo, not for biblical reasons, more because I, don't, I just wish I never got the ones I got. And if I did get another tattoo, it would be only about God so that it would truly, truly have an infinite message to it. I want to read from the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. I want to read about confidence. Because truth the way of life, knowing that Jesus was from Nazareth, a man and the son of God that, di- that died and resurrected three days later, took all our sins. All that's the truth. Then the growing part comes. 
But what do you do when you're growing? And what do you do once you've grown enough to be confident? You get out there and you spread that gospel. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. Confidence in doing so. I'm not ready yet. Do you know how many times I said that? (laughs) How many times I hear that? Jeremy, I'm not ready yet. I don't know nearly enough about about the Bible to go out there and spread the gospel, but you know the gospel. You know the gospel. You don't need to know the verse. You don't need to know the exact geographical location of the, bi- of the verse in the Bible to spread the gospel. You know the gospel. Cut it out. You know Jesus. You know the Holy Spirit. The confidence comes from that. Not from your knowledge in the Bible, but from your faith in Christ. That's where your confidence comes from. It does not come from the words in the Bible, even though they are the most powerful thing in existence. Your confidence comes from your Holy Spirit in Jesus. You know Jesus. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a scholar. You just have to be in a relationship. That's it. Now comes the confidence part. You ready for this? Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, 17.7. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. It didn't say blessed are those who believe in the Bible and blessed are those who keep the Bible as their hope and their confidence. No, it says the Lord. TJ says, I did not open my Bible for years until I found Jeremy. I feel like Jeremy helped me grow closer to God. Bless you, Eli. Eli is out there sneezing up a storm, probably spreading COVID all over the studio. Proverbs 3.26 says this. For the Lord will be your confidence. Not the Bible. Not the verses. Not the scripture. The Lord will be your confidence. So if the Lord is your confidence, then where do you get your confidence from? Jesus, because he is Lord. Sometimes we wish for more confidence. The next time you need a confidence boost, instead of worrying or trying to muster it up on your own, because you'll just talk yourself out of it, seek God. Seek the big G. Remember that in your weakness, God shows up to be your strength. He will be your confidence. God, be my confidence when this world brings situations in which I feel insecure and inadequate. Thank you. Amen. That's it. That's that simple. He's real. He did what the Bible says he did. He will do what the Bible says he will do. Nothing's going to stop Jesus' second coming and the rapture. Nothing is going to stop this earth from crumbling and dying. But there is something that can stop you from doing what you were created to do. And that is giving up to Satan. So today, renew your confidence. Renew your trust. Renew your faith. Renew your wisdom in 
God Almighty, the great I am, Yahweh, Adonai, Al Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Rapha, the creator of everything. Let me refresh one more time. Looks like we have 474 likes and 1,400 people watching. Let's see if we can get another 100 likes before I end in just four minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for Rise Up today. I want to thank you so much for for being with me. And we're going to start out the same way we came in with a little bit of music called Running Home. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I truly am running home to God. I love each and every one of you. LFA TV continues with Sean Farish and Ungoverned coming up next, followed by Yours Truly and Live from America, followed by Mike Crispy and Unafraid. Thank you guys all. I love you. I'll see you for another episode of Rise Up tomorrow. God bless you and have a great morning. Spread that gospel. Peace out. Let the weight of this